worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have an in-depth look at wheat, canola and pulse crop markets with Neil Townsend from FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Real Agriculture talks with APAS President Todd Lewis about provincial election issues. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says applications are now being accepted for a fund to improve the living conditions of temporary foreign workers and Canadian workers to ensure safety from the coronavirus. Ottawa is providing $35 million on a cost-shared basis. And we take a look at the disruption from U.S. farm subsidies. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence, olympic-buildings.ca. Wheat prices for Saskatchewan farmers are forecast to jump 30 to 50 cents a bushel later this crop year. The chief market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions, Neil Townsend, says demand remains strong and Canadian wheat exports are up significantly this crop year. You know, I think prices are going to go up. And I'm talking about sort of cash prices for the Canadian farmer. I mean, the futures are a little bit not maybe the best indication of where prices should be going. For example, you know, Chicago, which we would consider normally the, the cheapest wheat that people consume, or soft red winter, you know, that's trading at a premium to both hard red winter and hard red spring. Over the course of history, that's unusual. And, and But there's no indication that the futures are going to kind of re rejig themselves into kind of like where we normally would see them. For cash prices in Canada, you know, the main thing is we just see strong export demand already. You know, we're running about 31% ahead of where we were last year at this time based on CGC weekly data. And we're about 29% over the five-year average. Uh, you know, the crop was good. The, the quality is generally, you know, good enough. We can put together uh, like, you know, very nice parcels for any customer that, that potentially wants it. We don't face a lot of competition at the moment for kind of spring wheat, but we're going to face more competition going forward when, you know, Australia harvests a better crop. But still, with a smaller EU crop, a smaller Ukrainian crop, with the Russians already like very oversold and very concerned about very dry conditions in Russia for next year's crop, I think there's good runway for Canadian exports and I see prices kind of going up now. Where, how much will they go up? Probably, you know, thirty to fifty cents per bushel. I think will be sort of the uh, the range that we're looking at for maybe maximum prices under all of the current conditions that we we see today. When do you see that happening? Well, again, I think 
you know, we really haven't seen what I would call classic harvest pressure in North America, except for in Canada. I mean, a lot of crops have been rallying during harvest with the exception of wheat. I mean, wheat's maybe stabilized and gone up a little bit, but it hasn't felt the same surge that a lot of the smaller crops have or even, you know, canola or something like that. So I think it's going to be a bit delayed and, you know, probably... I would like to say November-ish, but I think the real opportunity is going to be February, uh, March, April. Now let's look at canola. What's the outlook for canola? Well, I mean, I think you got to be pretty positive canola. We're still trying to sort out what the production is for Canada, but it's going to be somewhere between 19 and 19 and a half million tons. It doesn't seem to be having the same trend that it's had over most of the last 10 years where the final result is more than what people expect. This year, it seems to be either in line with what people's expectations were or a little bit below what people's expectations are. And I think, like, if the crop is closer to 19 than 19.5, then, you know, we've got more bullish energy in that market. If it's 19.5, we'll need to sustain sort of, you know, the current export pace, see strong domestic demand to keep the prices, you know, in and around that $11 per bushel range. But, you know, the canola exports are running 44% ahead of where they were last year. I mean, any stocks that were carried in from last year are now gone. They've either been used, you know, by the crushers or exported. So, you know, we're only on new crop. And as I say, the new crop production wasn't quite as big as maybe people thought it would be, you know, mid-summer. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Coming up, his outlook on canola prices and pulse crops. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. And the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. A grain market analyst says there's a lot of uncertainty in the world grain market. Neil Townsend sees wheat prices rising 30 to 50 cents a bushel this crop year based on strong demand. For canola, he says markets are quite volatile. There's two things I want to say about canola prices. Despite favorable fundamentals for canola, really a lot of the price change has been driven from outside of canola. It's coming from the veg oil, so soybean oil, or from the soybean complex. So, you know, when it's so closely linked with that and so supported by that, you'd have to say, well, what's going to happen to soybean oil prices and what's going to be what's going to happen to soybean prices? The problem with soybean oil or all veg oils is that, you know, they're very tied to the global economy, the macro outlook for things. And I mean, I just say with coronavirus still rampant around the world, I mean, the president of the United States was uh, diagnosed with COVID. I mean, there's a lot of nervousness, a lot of uncertainty and volatility in the global economy. And I I think that's one drag that we might see. The second thing I would say is that, you know, it really depends on a sustaining demand for canola. Like if we continue to have export numbers in the range that we have, then, you know, we're going to see some strong canola prices. I should add one other thing. I think the last four months of the of the marketing year could be very interesting. It's incredibly dry in Ukraine, and they just have not been able to plant their winter rapeseed this year. They're looking at maximum potential, about a half a crop of what they would usually produce. Most of that gets exported to the European Union. If it's not available, the European Union, because of you know biodiesel and all that, they'll have to even increase their interest in buying Canadian canola. So the last four months could be pretty interesting. And and again, I think there's going to be a big surge of or an attempt to get farmers to elevate the amount of acres that they're going to plant in 2021 for canola. 
You haven't given me a price where you said what we're at around eleven dollars. Well, I, you know, Jim, I think it's going to be a wide range. Like I think on the low end, I think we're going to see sort of you know a, a peak price in the eleven twenty five range. But on the high end, if, if sort of a, a bunch of things go the way that they could go, you know, maybe the economy is showing signs of recovery, uh, the weather impact in Ukraine being as bad as it looks to be, and just you know sustained demand or like the presence of demand from from china i mean i think we could be uh seeing some 12 dollar canola this year and particularly i would look at the last third of the marketing year where there might be you know big prices and big opportunities not just for old crop or the current crop is we're in but good opportunities for new crop let's look at pulse crops your thoughts there well i mean again i think there we've been seeing some strong demand for things like yellow peas for sure I mean, we've got the prices up in the 750 range in some areas, and as high as 775 in, you know, southern Alberta. Those kinds of things. I, I mean, I think uh, a little nervous on the yellow peas because there's sort of like one big offshore demand, and that's China. But you know, the whole feed grain complex. You can talk about yellow peas. You can talk about barley. You can talk about oats. I mean, they're operating sort of an elevated territory right now. There's just strong presence of demand talking to some people, you know, who are involved in cattle production, they're saying, you know, what's really driving them, uh, you know, the the poor economics on cattle is just like how expensive feed is, you know, including hay and, and barley and those types of things. So I think yellow peas, I mean, again, if we get the demand, we're going to see strong prices. I don't think it's going too much higher than, say, you know, peak out at around $8, but we don't really have a great grasp on how sustained the demand could be. And, and if it gets to $8, how much demand are you killing at that point? Or what do they buy as an alternative to yellow peas if they need that? Now, I've also seen that, you know, the uh, COVID has sort of shifted some of the protein demand around for things that they derive from pulses. So, you know, it's hurt restaurant trade or commercial trade, but it's sort of benefited some of the far, uh, home products that people are buying. So I'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative demand driver, but you know, the longer that COVID persists, I think the more issues of food security and people stocking their shelves with different things is, is going to kind of help pulses a little bit. Neil Townsend is the senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Um. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. There is an election coming up in Saskatchewan, and uh, Saskatchewan is one of those provinces where agriculture, it, 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 is, it is the leader. It, it, is, it really is the driver of the economy. Joining us to discuss the election and some of the ag issues, it is Todd Lewis with APAS. Hey, Todd, how are you? Very good, Sean. How are you this afternoon? Hey, man, I'm doing great, doing great. So uh, it looks like the rate has dropped. Uh, Premier Mo has announced there will be an election coming up here at the end of October. For, from your perspective, Todd, what are some of the key issues that you think need to be addressed by both the Saskatchewan Party and the NDP? Well, there's, you know, as you said, agriculture is a big part of the Saskatchewan economy. And, and really, you know, Saskatchewan's the, the leading egg province uh, in a lot, you know, with that, close to half the egg land in all of Canada. And uh, so, you know, provincial policies really matter. And, and, uh, and how, how uh, the province uh, uh, 
treats agriculture really makes a difference to uh, producers' bottom line. So, I mean, uh, one of the examples would be uh, uh, drainage policy. We uh, are going through, uh, you know, a typical year in Saskatchewan here where uh, we had uh, very low moisture in a lot of the southern half of the province, and uh, really in the northern part there was lots of areas with excess moisture. So with a land mass as big as, uh, as, big as Saskatchewan has, uh, we need... Uh, Good, agri- good sound agriculture policy around drainage and water management. And uh, so we've asked, that's one of the questions we want to see is uh, parties' policies around, around uh, drainage and uh, water management. Uh, I think that's a perfect example of uh, policies that really can affect producers. Yeah, you know, I've been able to spend lots of time in Saskatchewan. I've, you mentioned drainage. I, I've spoken at the Saskatchewan FSA meeting. You know, they're, they're they're heavily focused on on drainage, and this 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 is an example where you know it, it just doesn't cut down party lines in terms of where all farmers you know are on the same side as the SAS party. There's a lot of criticisms and people pushing and asking tough questions towards the current government on what exactly is their drainage policy. Yeah, you know we we talk about uh, you know egg policy uh, year round, year after year, and uh, there's never never a better time to talk about uh, you know. Paul- policy uh, around agriculture than right during election campaign. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we get uh, uh, all parties uh, to uh, talk about their policies. And, and uh, Drainage is one example. It's a great time to uh, get it within parties' platforms and something we can work on on the next mandate for the next provincial government. Uh, another good example would be, be business risk management programming. Uh, you know, we've got uh, uh, a delay in the in the uh, federal-provincial meeting uh, coming up here. It's been delayed until November, specifically because of the Saskatchewan election, and uh, Saskatchewan is an important player at that table, and uh, we are happy to see that the that Saskatchewan will be included uh, in, in the next meeting because if it had, had uh, been held uh, during the election period, of course, uh, we wouldn't have had a minister president uh, pre- present at that, at that meeting. So I think uh, business risk management has been under review for a number of uh, years now, uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing some kind of of uh, movement come out of come out of the upcoming meeting, and uh, it's important that uh, the policy uh, is discussed here during the election. Producers are looking for improvements to agri stability. Of course, they want to see crop insurance improved and enhanced as well, and uh, you know, uh, you know, the uh, agri invest program as well. That's uh, always on the table, and uh, producers are looking to to uh, see what the province thinks about that and. Uh, how they see these programs going forward. Are there, are there any questions about trade? Obviously, exports are just so critical to Saskatchewan. Like, you know, I think of uh, pulses and wheat and canola. You know, it's, it's the, it's the breadbasket province. Uh, what kind of trade issues would be potentially asked of both parties? Well, we want to know, we want to know uh, you know, what their policies are on trade. Uh, you know, it's a it's Saskatchewan uh, heavy export position. Uh, in many of the crops you uh, mentioned, uh, Saskatchewan is a world leader. Uh, you know, lentils, lentils, canola. Uh, you know, something as a niche crop like mustard. Uh, these are these are all examples of crops where Saskatchewan really leads the world. And uh, and uh, what what the policy is within the province really matters. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Yay. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather, clearing sky, wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, the high 20. The low 8. For Tuesday, partly cloudy sky. Wind west 20, becoming northwest 50, gusting to 70 kilometers per hour. The high 18 Tuesday, the low plus 3. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 16, the low plus 5. Thursday, sunny, the high 21, the low 6. Friday, sunny, the high 16, the low 1. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 16, the low 5. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near 17 degrees. Normal high for this date, 14, the normal low, minus 1. The sun rose at 7.05 this morning. It sets at 6.28 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is in the southwest corner, Valmarie at 19. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids at 5 degrees. Estevan is 18, Saskatoon 16, Swift Current and Yorkton 15, Weyburn is 17 degrees. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 16, that's 61 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 37 gusting to 55. Humidity 41%, thermometer rising 101.3. Sunny and Moose Jaw 17, winds are from the northwest at 31 gusting to 46. Once again, Regina sunny and 16, that's 61 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The federal government says applications are now being accepted for the emergency on-farm support fund for migrant workers. The $35 million fund will go to improve living quarters for temporary foreign workers and Canadian workers to avoid the spread of the coronavirus. The cost is cost shared with the applicants up to $100,000. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says protecting farm workers to ensure food security is a priority for the federal government. From cattle ranchers in BC to canola farmers on the prairies to greenhouse growers in Ontario to dairy producers in Quebec to fruit farmers in the Atlantic from day one, you've stepped up and we thank you. And on many farms, Migrant workers have done an invaluable service to feed Canadians too. As mentioned in the speech from the throne, the Canadian and migrant workers who produce, harve- who produce, harvest, and process our food deserve the government's full support and protection. So today, I'm proud to announce that our government is taking a major step to protect workers' safety while helping our farmers. Applications are now open for the new emergency on-farm support fund for Saskatchewan, Alberta, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Yukon, and the Northwest Territories. Through the coming weeks, we will announce the programs that are being administered independently by the other provinces, which in some cases will integrate with existing initiatives for efficiency purposes. A total of $35 million will support producers across Canada 
in their efforts to ensure health and safety of workers on farms. The new emergency on-farm support fund will contribute to infrastructure improvements to workstations, living quarters, temporary and emergency housing, both on and off the farm. Funding will also support person personnel protective equipment, sanitary stations, and any other health and safety measures. And it will also help to cover farmers' extra costs in cases of any COVID-19 outbreaks. Overall, the fund is cost-shared 50-50 with the producers and 60-40 when the producers are women and youth. While this program can apply equally to Canadian or migrant farm workers, we will put priority on the highest risk farms for COVID-19 outbreaks. This program builds on all of our government's efforts to support temporary foreign workers on farms. We are strengthening employer inspections regime and developing improved employer provided living accommodation requirements for migrant workers. As I have said many times, we care deeply about the well-being of migrant workers and it is vitally, vitally important that each one works and lives in an environment that is safe and preserves their dignity. Our investment of $35 million today builds on our, on our other measures to protect workers, help our farmers and strengthen our food security. Last month, we launched the Emergency Processing Fund, an investment of $77.5 million to help Canadian food producers, processors, respond to the urgent health and safety needs of their workers. That's Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobo speaking this morning to reporters. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Huge U.S. agricultural subsidies are affecting Canadian business risk management programs. The Trump administration has announced four multi-billion dollar aid programs for U.S. farmers over the past three years. Some is compensation for the U.S.-China trade war and others are connected to COVID-19. An independent economic research organization is sounding the alarm in a policy note released last week. Dr. Al Mussel is the research lead for agri-food economic systems based in Guelph, Ontario. He says rising U.S. farm subsidies are distorting the market. What it does is it blunts adjustment that free markets would otherwise facilitate. So, for example, when you got low or falling prices, it's a sign for people to cut back supply, and, and as that happens, that'll bring the price back up. But, of course, when you get subsidies in place, people don't have the same incentive. So they don't. And in fact, some people will take some of the subsidy money and leverage that into investments in productive capacity and they make the low prices even worse. Muscle says Canada needs to adapt businesses and he goes on to say further. When you have that more money being pumped into the farm economy in the U.S. and understanding that we're pricing off arbitrage and so on, what that does is it weighs in on the prices that Canadian producers get it weighs in on their production margins for agri-stability. And if these things remain in place for a period of time, what it will do is, there's really no question about it, 
it starts to chip away at the reference margin that you can get under agri-stability. Muscle says the Trudeau government needs to adapt business risk management programs to resolve the situation. Let's make the fixes that we need to agri-stability now and then worry about what comes after because agri-stability, frankly, is not designed for an environment like this. And if people will find if we get into some of the uh, eventualities that we're concerned about, it won't be enough money. And what are we going to do then? So we, we need to be worrying about this now, I think. Federal and provincial agriculture ministers have been talking about improvements to agri-stability for the past three years. Government officials are expected to have something ready for the twice-delayed agriculture minister's annual conference now slated for next month. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were showing some upward movement this morning. Canola rose $2.70 at $4.76.37. Number one red spring wheat gained $1.64 at $2.26.32. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $270.06. Feed barley, $194.70. Flax, $590.04. Lentils, $595.50. Oats, $190.53. Yellow peas, 265.89. And feed wheat, 183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat, December futures gained 7.5 cents at 5.39 and a quarter cent a bushel. Um. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yard. 79 cent average on the cows here last week. Uh, The good solid cows, 80 to 85. We are starting to see some of the older cull cows uh, still wet. Some calves getting weaned and kept at home. Uh, They certainly, uh, they're not the choicest kill cows and reflecting in the average cows. Barely, barely steady. The bull trade, the bulls topped at a buck twenty-three. Uh, we do have a lot of the better bulls at a dollar ten to a dollar fifteen. The calf market for the pre-sold calves: six weight steers, two hundred five to two fifteen. The odd sales higher. Uh, the five weight steers from two fifteen to two thirty. Basically, a pretty solid calf market shaping up for us. Every bit as good as last year. That higher, really, into the heifer trade. Six weight heifers, 180, 190. Uh, the five weight heifers, buck 90 to 205. Uh, very nice calf run shaping up. A lot of people asking when's the calf run starting in this part of the country. Seems like uh, the majority of people, even though it's dry, are hanging on to their calves to the same time they usually and traditionally market them. Really, the calf run here in Swift Current won't really get smoking until after thanksgiving holiday weekend that's the way it is in cattle country heartland swift current now the latest saskatchewan pork prices ham sold 6200 hogs friday selling a range of 180 to 211 per ckg today's sales are expected to be around 9200 head selling a range of 182 to 207 per ckg 
100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, October 3rd are Ole West 2020 contract, 177.40, Ole West 2021 contract, 196.40, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 179.85, Hams Cash, 177.85, Thunder Creek Brickle, 170.94, High Life Cash, 191.84, and High Life Contract, $208.85 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down 10 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3310. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.35 cents US. Daily US cash markets are all lower to start the week, signaling the time that cash markets typically turn lower seasonally. Cash markets are already at or near all-time highs for this time of year and the market could be poised for a correction. The remainder of the daily price movements this week will be watched very closely for clues on direction. Weekly slaughter came in at an estimated 2.603 million head and only 2,000 head higher than a week ago. The expected reduction in animal numbers in November, according to the quarterly hogs and pigs report, may merely offset the normally seen seasonal increase in supply. Lean hog futures continue to trade in a sideways pattern and appear to be responding to technical indicators for price movements. Coming up, the resource report brought to you by iMetals Group. Investing in precious metals will diversify your investment portfolio. Learn more at iMetalsGroup.com. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Today's metals report is going to be brought to you by iMetals Report. Key the TMX trading at 136.66. We've got the last on the Dow Jones at 28,035, up 361. Wow. The NASDAQ, 11,262, up 187. Very impressive. Brent crude. $40.87, which seems like that $40 mark is going to stay there at that range. It seems like OPEC's going to stay not cheating if everything goes the same. Um, I don't think we're going to go below with $40. Uh, natural gas, still the same, two fifty one seven BTUs. Gold, $19.09 of $0.30. And Canadian dollar, one thirty two sixty eight, which seems like the one thirty mark is going to be that range for a little while now, depending on who's elected down south. And silver's at twenty three ninety six. The main market I like to talk about of the news that came out today would be on the acquiring of the largest amount of silver we've got in the world. According to the latest Commodity Traders Report, which is what every broker gets around the world, you can also get this on Google, folks, no matter who's listening to you. Today, the largest consumer, again, that keeps purchasing silver would be J.P. Morgan. They now own 133.1 million ounces of silver, physical silver. That is the world's record, the largest record since 1979. We had the Hunt Brothers. And today, they also own a 50% of the world's COMEX silver bullion. That's up $2 million from last week. It doesn't matter where the silver prices are. It seems like J.P. Morgan will keep purchasing it, no matter what it is. Folks, it doesn't take a you know rocket scientist to figure out that J.P. Morgan's not stupid. They're not acquiring silver to hold it forever, but they're not acquiring silver, silver at these low prices just to make 10% or 20%. They feel the prices are going to go much, much higher. Again, today, iMetals Group Report is brought to you by Alan Sexton. Thank you. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A 620 CKRM.